What is up? Welcome to another edition of Live Locks presented by Scores and Odds. If you haven't checked it out already, just making bad life choices, going over to scoresandodds.com. We got picks from me, Meansy, this piece of crap right over there. Plus, you can access our nice little prop shopping tool where you can see exactly what we have project for each individual prop. Plus, we're the best line there, and most importantly, get access to Grant's Action Lounge. What is Grant's Action Lounge? Well, it's my Discord where I'm throwing in all my picks each and every day. So you can get in there before the lines end up moving. Just go to scoresandodds.com backslash Discord through in the chat. I'm joined today by some would call a piece of crap. I would call it call a piece of crap, but you've been making money recently. Daniel Chevelson. How you doing there, Daniel? What's going on, dude? Yeah. You know, we could have used that. I don't know if you watched the Cowboys yesterday. Uh, we could have used the, that T.Y. Hilton touchdown. But there wasn't one, but he was wide open. Uh, and Well, also, fact, his first that... catch, I know you like the over on longest reception. And <laughs> I thought he had it with it or over like 16 and a half yards for longest reception. He had like 14 yards very early on in the game and then nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, you take your shots sometimes, and uh, yeah, and you know, obviously Dak's going to lean on Lamb, but uh, and the defender made an incredible play. I know that's the play that people were watching. I think it was a linebacker that went out to cover him and knocked the ball down. It was pretty awesome. But uh, man, T.Y. Hilton was wide open in the seam for a fifty-yard touchdown. Hey, I, I know you're. I'm assuming you're probably not prepared to talk football. I don't know. We're talking basketball. I imagine you know football later on in the week. You still have I'm six days prepared. to knock that out. What's that? I'm always prepared. I uh, I just thought it was odd that Philadelphia opened as a one-point favorite versus San Fran. I think it was one, and then it went to one and a half, and then two, and then two and a half. Why was Philly ever a one-point favorite against San Fran? I, I I don't understand that. Like, at worst, in my opinion, Philadelphia is, like, equal to San Fran, and, like, your home field is, like, three points, right? You're kind of your cheat code. I did not understand that line. I still don't understand that line. But uh, you tell me. I, I, I think Philadelphia – is a better team than San Francisco and their home. So why am I only laying one to two and a half points, depending on? I like the San Fran side. Okay. I might have to slide in your DMs. <laughs> I don't know. Why do you like San Fran? Uh, I mean, I think San Fran's just very good. I mean, the one thing they have is a rookie quarterback that could potentially be a problem. Um, but realistically, like, San Fran's pretty good. Like, two and a half, like – I, I think all things equal, neutral playing field, I would take San Fran. The problem is it's being played over in Philadelphia. So that's kind of why, like, I mean, an intense playoff game because Purdy's only had to play two games at home um, during the playoffs. Has like, he played yeah. in a tough environment yet? I haven't dug in that, that deep into it. But, like, Philadelphia in the playoffs seems like a really tough uh, landing spot for Purdy. And, yeah. you know, it's a cute story and, congr- and good for him. You know, like, I'm not, like, rooting against the guy, but – you know, at some point, it's going to strike midnight. It, unless we think this guy's the next Tom Brady, which, you know, I'm not there just yet. I'll take the elephant that happens. Yeah, no, I, I think he probably will struggle. I mean, like I said, I think San Fran's better than the Eagles. But I also am worried about him playing in Philadelphia. Like, that, that's kind of the thing. So, at three points, I'd probably take San Francisco. I think the line's where it should be at at two and a half. Okay, but yeah, it opened at one. I'm pretty sure it did. some places opened at one. Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw that. And I was just like that. I was flabbergasted because I thought this was like a four point line. Uh, so, and I don't, I'm not the, the Vegas sharp that makes the lines or offshores or whatever. But, but Purdy uh, has had just two games on the road, one in Seattle and one in uh, is that is that Vegas? 
um, which that was probably a San Fran home game, I imagine, in Vegas. Yeah, uh, he's not had a tough environment yet. I guess Seattle's a tough environment. I suppose that is. Seattle but that is defense is not bad. So. Not good. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. yeah, Seattle's a tough environment. Yeah, yes, that defense is not good. Like, the, the main thing is he hasn't really had to too often rely on him getting ahead. Um, like, realistically, it he can just rely on everyone else on the team. He, he's, a gr- he's great at game managing. Quarterback game manager. Manager. Yeah. Yeah. So he has what happens if they're down 14 nothing? Huh? What happens if they're down 14 nothing? Yeah, they're in trouble. But I mean, it wasn't like Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo weren't struggling in those scenarios either. Um, just kind of how it's been. But yeah, it, it's it's just a spot where like they haven't had a quarterback all year and they still don't have a quarterback all year that can actually win them a game. Also, CMC, I don't know how dinged he was, but like they were clearly managing him yesterday with his leg. Um, he wasn't the one necessarily icing the game. Um, just thought it was interesting. By the way, minus two and a half, minus 120 is what I'm seeing. Um, that's yeah, they're they're juicing it up on the minus two. Team, so, I mean, it's moved to three over at MGM. Uh, what's that? Circa. What's that? Pinnacle still has it at two and a half. Circa, I think, still has it at two and a half. Um, yeah, so it, it'll be interesting um, what it ends up on, if it ends up at three or if it stays at two and a half with heavy juice on, on the Eagles. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's different on every single site. Um, that's, that's I didn't mean to derail the show, but I was just that it was just kind of on my mind that I was curious to get your thoughts. Yeah, on Dino, it. we got to talk about basketballs. Baskets balls. Um, I'm going to talk about a bet that I think you'll love right with me. I'm going to talk about two bets I think you'll love right now. Is it Shangun? Yep. Oh, I love Shangun. Go ahead. Over five and a half assists, over 35 and a half points, rebounds, assists, five and a half assists, minus 125. So he's beat the assist number in each of the last, I think, six games. Um, he's been crushing the PRA line recently, 42, 42, and like 53. Um, but like, I don't know what they're expecting. I know that Gobert could end up playing. He hasn't been officially ruled out yet. I don't think he plays, but. Um, My guess is Gobert doesn't play. He hasn't played for three games in a row, but apparently he was working pretty hard, like pre-show, pre-show, pre-game, and looked okay the other night and still didn't go. So I'm guessing he's close. But remember, he came back and tried to give it a go with his groin, and he was gone in five minutes in a game against uh, – was it against – I think it was against Utah, where he, yeah, he was in and out and just he went to the locker room holding his junk and, like, that's it. So I assume they want him to be 100%, like, for sure, 100% good to go. Otherwise, there's no point throwing him out there. But I think he's close, and that does matter. And I was curious to get your take on it because I did see – I made a point to look at a pre-show as far as there's actually any numbers out there for Shengun um, because – it. The if it, Gobert versus like the combination of like Nas Reed, uh, Knight, and um, uh, Garza, like he would just destroy those guys. Shengun, he actually did destroy those guys the very last game against Minnesota, where he put up a you know a career game basically almost triple dub, 16 boards, seven assists, 19 points, peppered the box score. And the most interesting thing about him well, there's many interesting things about him, he's 20 years old, that's interesting, he's going to be a phenom soon. On the season, Grant, he's averaging 27.4 minutes per game. 
Look at the game log, how many minutes he's playing of late. Again, 27 37, minutes. 37, 39, 37, yep. The books have not adjusted to the amount of minutes this guy is getting these days. Uh, Garuba, they basically kicked out of the rotation there in Houston, like, unless somebody gets into foul trouble. Shamoon occasionally gets into foul trouble. Assuming he doesn't, he's going to play 35, 36 minutes. And the other part is we need – you don't need it, but you really want Jabari Smith out uh, because that even that solidifies that front court for him even more. But Porter being out – is giving uh you know ball handling distribution for Shangun. He is the best player on this team. Like it's I think that's the worst kept secret at this point. Uh, you know, as far as peace going forward, uh, if you do the old court IQ, you kick Kevin Porter off the court. Um, you know, 22.5% as far as usage for Shangun. That is surprisingly usage. Yes, but I think it's a, a big assist bump. Uh he does get a, a bump in assists. So, you know, as far as uh, – I don't know if you're betting assists. You're, you're talking about rebounds? What I already bet assists, 5.5. I know he averages 5.4 on the season per 36 without KPG on the court. But, I mean, he's clearly distributing a lot more and being used a lot more in this offense. So, yes. I already took the over 5.5 at minus 125, even though Court IQ says that that might not be the greatest bet. But if we're projecting him for 39 points or 39 minutes, which I don't think you can, I think he's going to get 37 is we currently have him projected for 34. I still think he beats that number. He's beaten in six straight. He's clearly facilitating a lot more, and it shows. The, the projection, yes, the projection is not caught up with his new role. This is kind of where I'm at on that. And 34 minutes is certainly an increase. It was 27 minutes season average. But barring goofiness, barring wonkiness, I think he plays more than 34. I mean, the only argument you can make against it is like Houston – is not incentivized to like push him. Obviously, they don't, they don't necessarily want to win, but the Rockets have done a spectacular job of like Shangun crushing uh, and Houston losing. They've you know how many games they've lost on a row, Grant? <laughs> Take a guess. It's been a lot. Thirteen. Yes. Are you cheating or no? No, I did not cheat. Yeah, they've lost thirteen games in a row. They're they're number one in the tankathon right now. Houston, Detroit, and Charlotte. The, they're what I think they're four games up. On San Antonio, obviously you want to get in the top three, right, as far as having the worst record in the league. They have four games on San Antonio right now, a little bit past the halfway point. So Houston, pretty well positioned. You know, of course, things can happen, but they are doing an awesome job of, like, you know, developing Chengun and losing at the same time. Um, but, uh, yeah, Green, by the way, is kind of falling behind a little bit. And I follow some of the Houston, like, you know, beat guys or some of the Houston guys just sort of like big Rockets fans on Twitter. And they're talking about Green, like, just, like, looking like he's disinterested, like he doesn't care. Like, who knows? This is just, like, random dude's opinions. But apparently he's falling out of favor there. Uh, and now he's just was awesome against Charlotte two games ago. But last game, apparently he looked disinterested disinterested against Minnesota. We'll see. Plenty of talent there in Green. But I, I just love – I love the Shangun call. Do you feel like you need Gobert out? Obviously it helps if he's not playing because then it's, like, Nas Reed and Knight and Garza, and he's just going to annihilate those guys. Or you can yeah. still get there against uh, Gobert. Yeah, I think with Gobert in there, it's a very slight positive EV. I think without Gobert in there, it's massive positive EV. So I'm I'm happy either way. If you want, you can wait. But I, I still like these lines. Um, don't have a ton of bets today. Uh, Dejounte Murray, his line sitting at six and a half. He's hit that three times in the last month. Like, is that assists? Yeah, under six and a half minus one fifteen at FanDuel. I don't really understand why it's sitting there. Um, it should be at five and a half, so it's clearly just off by a point. Uh, like I said, he's looking at his game log. Let's pull it up right here. 
three, 12. That's probably why it's sitting so high, but that game versus New York was just ridiculous and very high scoring. Four, seven, six, six, five, four, six, seven, four. Um, he's averaging under or right around six on the season. I, I just think this line's a bit too high here. I mean, Trey's just taking all the distributing there. A lot of his higher assist games are when Trey was out, obviously. So realistically, this this line just is bad. Um, should be at five and a half. I'm guessing they're going to move it soon. I'll go ahead and check and see where it's at right now. Um, see if it's moved already. Uh, best line's at minus 120, so it's moved a bit. It's moved five points. FanDuel moved it all the way to minus 130 now. Yeah, DraftKings the outlier. I still like it at minus 120. Um, minus I, don't have a, I don't have a thought on that really, but I'll, I'll just say that I mean it's interesting. I, I don't know how much this stuff matters to be to be clear. It's probably game context that's worth digging into. But Chicago has given up uh, opponent assists per game. The Bulls give up the second most in the league. So maybe they're baking that in. I have no idea. Um, yeah, it could be. I, I those a lot of times those are kind of misleading i mean it's a lot matchup dependent dependent and i mean giving up assists per game is largely based on defense um partially based on matchup obviously if you end up playing a team that has a boatload of assists every single game it's going to skew it pretty drastically um sometimes it's based on blowouts and they'll change things so it's kind of just all over the place so i largely don't pay attention to assists given up per game like i do with rebounds three-point shooting like very quantifiable things. Um, also, fast break teams are one of the few times where it can actually change that number a decent amount. Um, but overall, I tend to kind of ignore those. Interesting, by the way. I'm looking at the other teams that are up there as far as giving up assists per game. Charlotte makes sense as being the worst team. They're a horrendous defense. San Antonio third, that, that makes sense. They're a horrendous defense. Uh, Memphis gives them the fourth most assists, and they're like a great defense. So that's just interesting. Um, fast yeah. pace. It's largely based on pace. So yeah. um, it's a mix between pace and defense. And Memphis plays the second fastest pace. Um, that's why we see Lakers up there. Orlando not great defensively. There's always a few outliers, but realistically, you look at it over the course of the season, it should more solidify. Um, but the number one ranked team, Boston, is 22.7. Number 30th ranked team is Charlotte, 26.6. So it's only a difference of less than four assists per game, which is still 20% difference. Um, but, I mean, you can weigh them a little bit into things, uh, but overall, it it's not really a category I look into too much. Yeah. I like uh, seeing it, though. If, my, if I'm betting over an assist and my guy's playing against the worst team. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a, if you're on the edge about betting something, and then it's like, all right, yeah, I'll take it. Um, but I'm very clearly – like the under on DeJounte Murray says. Um, next bet, Jalen Brown under 27 and a half points. Uh, chance this game could be a blowout here. Uh, Smarts not being out really isn't going to mess with his usage too much on the season. He is averaging over this or just slightly under this number, 26.9. Looking at his recent play, just hasn't been fantastic. Has a few big games, but overall, Hitting this under a pretty decent clip. I think it's one or two points too high here. Um, I'm, I'm rolling with the under. We also have a projector like 25.5, I think. It's a true one because we're going to see a really condensed Boston rotation, I believe. 
Um, you know, we're almost definitely not going to get Robert Williams. I don't think he's going to play. It's the front end of a back-to-back, and he's questionable. So, and tonight they're playing Orlando, and then pro- tomorrow they play Miami. Like, if they're going to use him one of these two games, because they're not going to play in both games anyway, almost definitely, they're just going to give it a day, I assume, and have him play Miami. I understand it's a different position, but I'm just thinking about, you know, guys ending up minutes. Uh, we're currently projecting him in for what it's worth. Um, and then they, they're without Marcus Smart as well. So, you know, we're giving Tatum and Brown 36 minutes plus, White jumping up to 34. Also Brogdon out. I forgot Brogdon too. So yeah. they're, they're six-man du jour. It's a tight rotation, which, like, you know, you're going to see guys like, you know, Peyton Pritchard is going to have his chance. Howard Hauser is going to have his chance. Um, Grant Williams always plays a bunch of minutes in these situations as well. But uh, – and the matchup is good against Orlando. Uh, Jonathan Isaac coming back at this tonight, by the way. We haven't seen him since – I think the bubble was the last time we saw Jonathan Isaac. It's yeah. been, like, two years, I want to say. Might have been before the bubble. What's that? Might have been before the bubble. I think he, he made a cameo appearance in the bubble. I could be I could be wrong. I know we haven't seen him for a long time. Yeah, the last time was the 2019-2020 season. Um, only played 32 games there. Was looking like a decent player, but man, two full seasons gone. Two and a half, almost three with a ACL. That's, that's pretty wild there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and our, he's not going to play a lot of minutes. I, I can't imagine. I saw in his uh, G League stuff, he was playing around like I think fifteen or twenty minutes or so. I think it's last we saw. Um, and Orlando is already a congested rotation of a bunch of. Orlando's going to play like 10, 11, 12 guys, and they're all sort of like, with the exception of a couple of players, so like the eighth best player on a good team, ninth best player on a good team. It's yeah, Powell's Wendell Carr Juniors. Decent Fultz is all right. Wagner's all right. Like, yeah, it's just a bunch of guys that would like be like the tenth guy in another team, but and they're all going to get some run, I guess. Um, it's an odd road. It's a very strange roster where they try to find a way to condense some players or move some guys. They they would benefit from that, but you know, good luck. I mean, they're just still trying to. They're they're not quite there yet. They they need. One to two stars, <laughs> realistically. They do, um, yeah, yeah. Ben yeah. Carroll looks good, though. He looks like a good pick. Yeah, Ben Carroll looks real good. Uh, Derek White, talking about the condensed rotation for Boston. Derek White over twelve and a half points, minus one hundred six. Over at Fanduel, just seems a little bit low, like you said. No Brogdon, no Smart. Um, White should get his minutes. Twelve and a half points is a bit too low. I like it. All right, DeAndre Hunter. Over 20.5 points. Um, I think we have him reject for 22 here. DeAndre Hunter has been playing pretty decently recently. Um, I think he's sitting at 18 points per game. Uh, let me go ahead and check. 18 points per game this month. Um, getting a few boards, getting a few one and a half dimes, I think. So he's averaging well over this this month. Yeah, five boards per game, 18 points, 1.6 assists. He's been pretty solid. Comes to this game 20 points, and you see the last two games here. Um, should be a high-scoring game, twenty-one or twenty point five points, rebounds, assists, minus one ten at Betway slash DK is a bit too low for me. Yeah, I like that one as well. What does that rate out for us as far as our current projections? I'm pulling it up now. I'm curious how much higher is it? Do you see that by chance? The the stat level uh, projections. I'm guessing it's above by a couple. Yeah, there it is. Twenty-one point nine six, which is 
six percent, six and a half percent above projected. Yeah. Um, my favorite bet on the board, which is weird because I don't like this guy and I don't like this guy being on my favorite team. <laughs> Loves to shoot too much. Can you guess? Um, well, I'm trying to remember who your favorite team is because you're always changing favorite teams. I know the Seattle's also your favorite team. It, either Memphis, so I guess Memphis. Oh, it's Dylan Brooks. Yep, it's Memphis. Yeah. Memphis has been my favorite team for about eight, ten years, something like that. Yeah, but that. Denver's kind of what well, it's kind of your one A and one B or whatever, I guess. Yeah, no? yeah. I mean, I was root for Denver. Memphis is my favorite team. I kind of I picked them up back when they had Gasol. Zebo was one of my favorite players. Conley, oh, yeah. um, Tony Allen. There was one other guy. What do you think of the, uh, I don't know, kerfuffle? What's the word? The Shannon Sharp nonsense? I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't watch like, the first take stuff or whatever. Which one is he? Says He's on one of those. I'm sure Shannon had, had a, was he on today? I have no idea. Yeah, he apologized extensively. To, it was like a two-minute long apology. Was oh, okay. Yeah. But. Dylan Brooks going up against Sacramento, obviously good pace matchup, bad defensive team, um, should be fairly close. Uh, 18 and a half is his points, rebounds, assist line. Um, he's averaging just below that this month. Obviously, he's not going to dish the ball out a lot, but shooting 34.8% this month. Like, I know he's not a great shooter. Is that above his average? <laughs> That is that is five points below his average. Um, <laughs> but the shot volume has been there, 13.8 shot attempts per game, um, only shooting 21% from beyond the arc. I, I expect that to get some positive regression and match versus Sacramento, I think, is solid here. I, I like the over of that a lot. The uh, my, my thoughts about the Kings, like uh, I was talking about, I feel like we talked about this off air. The Kings are playing incredible amount of minutes as far as their stars are turning into uh, Toronto and, and New York. A little, a little, uh, you know, Tibbs, a little Nick Nurse going on there in Sacramento. The tricky part, of course, against Memphis is they're defensively they're really, really good. I'll also say this: it's a back-to-back for Memphis. They have not yet reported as far as injury stuff. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if he gets something on, on Memphis arrest out of nowhere. May happen. Yeah. We'll see. Stay tuned. I was thinking about hitting Desmond Bain over points. Yeah. Uh, like if he, he gets rolled really out. well recently, and if there's any chance that Ja or Brooks sits, and it's already starting to move. Uh, it's moved to 22.5 over it. I'm going to hit that. I'm, is there I'm a Tyus Jones? Is there Ty Jones out there somewhere? No, I guarantee there's not. They're, they they rarely have too many backups there. They're too sharp. That, that one, position. obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hitting Desmond Bain over points. 119 over at Caesars at 21 and a half. Um, I just, mean, it's fine as is, but you can really get an advantage if uh, if Jaw happens to sit. I have it at slightly positive EV right now. Um, I almost hit it earlier. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been playing solid recently, like really solid. Bain, you're talking about? Yeah. Sacramento plays at a really fast pace, obviously. I think these are two of the top, uh, let's see, six and no, seven and five as far as pace, uh, Memphis and Sacramento. It's going to be a, a great atmosphere there, too. Sacramento's done a good job. So I, I've said this before. I've, I've knocked in them a ton for trading uh, Halliburton. I still knock him for that. But they've at least turned into, they've, they're putting on a fun product in Sacramento. I'll give them that. Uh, if it done, wasn't for age and potential um, with, 
with Halliburton and contract, then okay, I could see it being a decent trade right now. Sponus is playing great, but you have age, you have contract, and you have potential. Halliburton clearly way better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not, I'm not taking shots at Sabonis. It's not his fault. He is, you know. I just think that Halliburton obviously is much. If you can get the next five or six years of one of those two, it's pretty clear to me that it's Halliburton. It sounds like it's clear to yeah. you as well. Yeah, not even remotely close for me. Halliburton's great. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's all the bets I got. Um, yeah, you got anything else? No, I was just thinking about uh, I was Stephen Adams fighting his Shannon Sharp. Like Stephen Adams, uh, he picked up Tony Bradley, seven foot Tony Bradley, just like lifted him up and moved him like ten feet. It was a, <laughs> it is a good subject. It used to be probably Kendrick Perkins, but and Birdman, Who, who's the person you'd want to fight the least in the NBA? I think Adams might be it. I think it's funny that you think Kendrick Perkins and and Birdman are the two that are clearly. I haven't thought about the old the old other guys. I mean, I would say if you want to go back even further, Charles Oakley was the guy. <laughs> yeah, like in the nineties. I'm uh, talking about like when I for like ten years ago. Yeah, or whatever it was. Why Birdman? I never. I mean, like Birdman looks like he's probably he's. It seems like a peculiar guy. Oh uh, right, no, I, I was thinking about Nick Tat, not Birdman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. James Johnson's the answer, right? He's like a fifth degree uh, black belt or something like that. Like for real, that's the guy you don't want to mess. You don't want to mess with any of them. Like I guess is the first thing. Birdman was a scrap, like a big scrapper. Um, I mean, look, if, if you're gonna rank, I'm, Chris Anderson's not the first guy I'm afraid of. If I'm gonna have to look at, if I'm looking at the entire long roster, you know, I don't want to pick on him, but you know, he's not the first guy. I'm like, oh no. Um, but like, I think Stephen Adams is. It's him and James Johnson, I guess. Like Adams is probably legit, like the strongest guy in the league, and. People are like, yeah, Shannon was going to like, – Shannon's in incredible shape, like a 55-year-old. Like good, And he was – Even at his peak, like being one of the best tight ends in the league and just massive, I would still take Steven Adams right now versus peak Shannon Sharp. I think so, yeah. But I saw people debating that, like, Shannon Sharp was going to take him, like, in the year 2023. And, like, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I kind of would like this to play out, but I guess I'm glad it didn't because whatever. Um People will lose their minds and what you know, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I would take Stephen Adams too. I don't know what the the Vegas signs will be on that. I feel like that Adams would be a clear favorite, but who else would it be? If it's not Johnson, if not Adams, I think those are the first two that are pretty clearly. Um, trying to think who else might who be the one who be the easiest guy if you had to fight one guy who would it be. <laughs> DJ McConnell, like who's the first guy? Very young, probably. <laughs> That's a good answer too. Yeah, you know, think about. I mean, he's probably not. What is he? Six feet? He's not a little guy, right? No, he's, he's small and six. Is he shorter than six feet? Yeah. Um, five, you're better. Trey Young's five seven. Trey Young says six one, and then it says six one. I, I don't Wait, think that's. You're saying it lies by by uh. Six inches? Uh, for some reason, what popped up was Trey Young size on 2K23, and it says five foot seven. That doesn't. I I don't think he's five seven. No, he's. It says six foot one. I feel like he's shorter than that. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, if, I to, if I had to fight anyone, it would probably be him or someone old. 
Oh, he's not a Saslam, old man strength. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I don't know. He's not a guy. Angelo Russell, that, maybe. Who? Who's this? D'Angelo Russell, maybe I'd fight. How old is Russell? He's not that old, is he? No, he's not. But I, I feel like he's not going to put up much of a fight. Um, Mike Conley, maybe. Although I feel like Mike Conley could, would still absolutely destroy me. Yeah, he would. All these guys would destroy me. Just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a single player in the NBA that I could beat in a fight. This is a good tweet. Like, if, if is there a is there somebody you can you, you can beat the NBA in a fight? And B, who would that be? Uh, and this is yeah. like no weapons. You know, this is not a cage match. It's straight up, just fight. Um, I'm trying to think who would be. I don't. I don't know. I think Boban. Boban would be near the top in a fight. He's slow. You, you got to be able. To, you got to have a good reach, and you got to be quick. He was in John Wick though. We lost. Spoiler alert! Yeah, I think he dies in John Wick. Everyone loses to John Wick, but even putting up a fight against John Wick and not dying immediately. Um, Zach and Chad asking about Dejounte Murray over twenty-one and a half points. I didn't bet it. I didn't like it. My projections have him slightly under, so I don't know if I'd do that. Um, yeah, I anyway, should probably get out of here. We're at the half-minute mark. I have to eat. I haven't eaten yet today. Um, Wait, I we have, have a thirty-minute out, a hard out. No, no, I'm just hungry. I'm just super hungry and we've gone through everything and we've kind of got off the rails. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. I'll be back again tomorrow. Hopefully I do better after a rough month. We're out of here. Holler kids. Holler?